Hello everybody and welcome to the Theatre Pitch Podcast. My name is Jem, this is Joe. Howdy. And this is Sean. Hello Joe, how are you? <laughs> I'm good thanks Sean, you're how good, are you? Yeah. Okay, I just feel like the whole the whole rhythm of the podcast has been ruined already, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Oh why is right. that Sean? Um, is that because I didn't go to you first Sean? Of course, of course that's why. <laughs> Of course, that's right. But it makes no sense why you'd ever go to me first anyway, because even it, alphabetically, Joe is always first. Mm. Maybe may, maybe she does do it on who she likes more that week. I mean, I still feel like fundamentally the format of the intro has been uh, compromised by the fact that she introduces us before the actual concept of the podcast. Which, well, the concept of the podcast is... The, po- the concept of the project project of the podcast is uh together we make up the theater pitch podcast where each episode we take a random online encyclopedia article and all three of us individually come up with a pitch of how we would turn that article into a theater show and at the end of the episode we smush them together but this episode it is the season finale and it's episode 30 so instead of one wikipedia no not allowed to say that instead of one random online encyclopedia article before joe shouts at me uh we have each been assigned at random three articles that have featured this season so in the last 15 episodes uh so joe do you want to tell everybody what your three articles are? I sure do. I think that's I think that's Gemma's way of saying you're going first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm she fine with you. that. He can wiggle his way out of it if he can segue out of it. So, um, my three were Intergalactic Dust, Maya, the Pythagorean philosopher, and 1916 British Radio. Sean, what were your three? I'll, I'll let you know in a bit. Are you sure you don't want to just let us know? <laughs> nah. That's true, because we should hear from Gems first. What's your three? My three were Irving Kane Pond, the lovely socialist who could uh, do a backflip in his 70s. Popeye Village, in which I pitched a GoPro strapped to a dog. And Braille. Wow. That sounds like an interesting combination. I think we'd all like to hear how you combine those right now. <laughs> no, I don't. I will... And I don't. I don't. I want to hear your idea. Fair I want to hear what you... Sean's three articles are. Or Sean, would you like me to tell you what your articles are so you can stop panicking? Uh, go, okay, then. Go on, then. <laughs> Let's see if they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> your articles, according to my notes from the last yeah. episode are the Nelson Allen Estimator, the uh, Picture Company, and Montecita. the Soviet Helicopter Carrier. Lennon, I had Warwick Castle, I believe. No, you didn't. No, you did not. We, You did definitely did not. You wanted it. That was number 11, but you got number one instead. Blame Joe. God, Gemma's notes are good, aren't they? Huh, that's strange. Sean's just out of this. It says I go into my notes. He got... Uh... Nerf guns, pop vinyls, and uh, the mute gracelets of Bewitched. I don't remember doing those. Huh? Oh my God. Not I. Um, I don't. I would imagine that if we get Bewitched one week, I tell you now, this podcast will be like three hours long. Okay. It so it would, would be. be amazing. There'd be so much demon. It'd be so. Oh, there'd be like fake grass everywhere. There'll be like really awful Irish accents. Oh. There'd be like river dance. There'd be so much. Oh, oh, oh river dance. I could turn it. I could. T- oh my god. Oh I, yeah. I am ready. If we ever get bewitched, I am doing a Irish pop version of river dance. <laughs> tapping well, well, the sad thing is, we can now never do it because we already know what Sean's idea would be. It, it yeah, only gives him time yeah, to make oh, it better. I've though. only give you. I've only give you some some yeah. bits. You don't, you, you don't know what I'm going to do with like their second song. You, you guys don't even know what the other Bewitched song is. You don't even know what I'd do with that. They, they got serious on their second song, guys. So, I still like Bewitched. That just, who, after like 25 years later, I'm still like, yeah, they're still... 
They've still got a fan base in Sean. So yeah. who's gonna go? So Joe, first? what's your idea? All right, Joe, I'll what's go your first. idea? <laughs> well, buckle up because it's a fun one. So I decided to take. Hang on, the... hang on. Let me buckle up. Bush. Have... Oh, um, sorry, <laughs> Jem, are you buckled? I, I, I'm buckled. I'm only on a waist buckle today. Okay, waist buckle. Living on the, the middle edge. seat of the car. Uh, I, I will point out that. That might not be enough because uh, this might be a big crash. Um, I'm going to go but... through the windscreen. It's going to be spectacular. Um, but so, I want to take some of the essential elements of all three of my ideas and kind of, I thought much in the way of the very essence of the smush itself. I wanted to respect all three so giving them all kind of equal weight in a philosophical sense, because we are dealing with philosophy here, inherently with the Pythagoreans. And I thought that really also what I should be doing is pushing myself to focus on elements I didn't cover the first time round. So really, I used the intergalactic dust kind of more as a metaphor for the space between relationships, I used the Pythagorean philosopher to discuss the elements of Pythagorean theory and not the part where it focuses on Maya's one existing letter being focusing on her role as a mother. And in the case of the radio, I really didn't actually include that much from the article. I just fucked around. Um... So I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah. Did um, you? <laughs> oh, do you not remember? Um, but so I thought the thing that kept coming back to me as a weird link between all of these was kind of between radio, between the mother, between the maternal and between space was, of course, the train song Drops of Jupiter. Which, okay. um, you know, we all know it. Now she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her hair. That one. Just look it up. I can't be bothered to sing any more of it. I don't want to break copyright anyway. Um, I, I, I can just... I, 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 it's not a McFly song, but it yeah. sounds like a McFly song. Tell me, did you sail across the sun? Did you make it to the Milky Way to see the lights all faded? Oh, the yes. Yes, is yeah, I know, yes, I know I this know song. song. Yeah, so that's yeah. a song about the lead singer of Train's mom dying of cancer. Um, and that's where we get into this pitch. Because... <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I see what you mean by, like, buckle in. Yeah, uh, mine is a play about someone building a rocket to the moon to spread their mum's ashes in space. Um, Aww. And, yeah, uh, my idea is that I want to kind of incorporate some of the elements that we've brought throughout this um, entire series of, you know, we can bring in elements of, like, uh, not to steal from other people's ideas who we'll be talking about, but, like, the previously discussed last week thing of kind of you can actually, to build the rocket launch, could do it as a kind of like silent audio, co- or not silent, uh, an in the dark audio collage to build the idea of being in the cockpit for the audience. We can bring in, you know, kind of um, like, uh, we can bring in projections and outside filming that is used as part of the performance to build this scene of basically someone who is taking this quest up into space, doing something extraordinary in order to do something very ordinary as a tribute to a person that mattered to them, possibly more than anyone else. And in this way is kind of giving back to the way that parents essentially, or I'm not saying all parents do, but inherently the act of becoming a parent is a selfless act to give over various freedoms you had in order to prioritize new life that you've created and so it's about this notion of kind of this final act being a way of him doing something to prioritize his mom in this last moment to deliver the final wishes in the manner to which 
the person deems it appropriate. I'm also trying to use as gender-neutral language as possible because it doesn't have to be a man as the hero. Just because the lead singer of Train is. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah. So it's um, kind of one that uh, I'm going to buck my trend as well and say, do you know what? I think this could be performed literally anywhere. So, you know, anywhere there's a black box theatre. So I'm not going to specify a regional theatre this week. Is that because I didn't look one up? Yes. Brilliant. Okay. Any any questions about um, kind of uh, um, mother-child um, sci-fi cancer drama on stage? I have one question. Yeah. So I understand the uh, where where Maya is in the show. Yeah. I understand the intergalactic dust. Yeah, and I might have missed a bit. Where, where, where is, what aspect of it is is the like inspired by the radio in the sixties? Um, I missed. I might have missed that bit. Well, there's a very obvious link here, which is uh, Desert Island Discs. Um, trains drops of Jupiter is obviously one of my Desert Island Discs. Okay. <laughs> That's very tenuous, Joe. No, I um no. If you want no, to no, actually no. know, no, no, I'm going. I'm going to allow it because I might need something like that later on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, um, no, I will say there were other links there, which is beyond that. Um, Listen with mother was one of the other things, and it was pretty much when I saw that I just thought to myself linking between the kind of like the maternal runs through it all and like this idea that essentially kind of also i thought it's a little bit cribbing from like you know the guidance of the galaxy type thing but essentially i see it being that this piece is kind of it's it's not a jukebox musical in the traditional sense but it is something where things like drops of jupiter the kind of music of the 90s runs through it as the sorts of thing that growing up the lead character listened to on car journeys and stuff with their mom. So that kind yeah. of is what leads through it is the songs they heard on the radio growing up. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I have to say, usually when we smush stuff, never mind smush three different articles, it's a bit havocky, but I think you've kind of come up with something really coherent and quite nice and i'd quite like to see it really yeah is have a key a polite word of saying shit <laughs> no i mean have a key i mean like it's a wild ride a lot of the time when we tr- when we struggle for ideas i always hate the smush because i always feel like we ruin the good ideas that we have I what you mean we we take <laughs> the, we take potentially three you. good ideas and make one eh, one one or i shouldn't say that because that's like a third of our episode every week. I should. I know. I love that bit, guys. Yeah. Yeah. What we've essentially <laughs> established is Sean doesn't like one of the two format points we have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And for and for think... that, Sean, you can go next. <laughs> <laughs> so I had the maths equation, the boat, and some films. Hey, uh, Sean, why don't you just explain that maths equation to us? Um, it's it's basically some some okay, okay. I've I've got it here. It's basically a H, and then it's followed by a T and some brackets, and that basically equals a really big E with some T's and some arrows underneath that T, and then next to the E is a D I slash N I, which obviously means um, the has the rate of hazard. It's the shape of hazard rates. That's what it means, Joe. Maths. I, I would I would get my whiteboard out and obviously um Goodwill hunting hunting do it, but you know, I haven't <laughs> that's it's not the list of films that I've got. So right, I'm gonna tell you what I'm using. Okay. So I've got the big Soviet boat, right? So mine is gonna be set on a boat. Yeah. Isn't it a helicopter, not a boat? No, it's a boat. Oh, oh yeah, it's a helicopter Wait. carrier. 
It's a, it's, it's a def, it's, hey, it's definitely a boat. Otherwise, the picture that they've got this helicopter's going down. It's a boat. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Just wanted to check. You did realize it wasn't a helicopter the entire. You realize they don't get a big helicopter to carry helicopters, right? No, I know that. I know I'm that. Just I just. We have had a lot of aircraft, and 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 I was like, oh, maybe we did do a helicopter at one point. We've had one plane. We've had a boat, a plane, and then this boat again. I think it's just because I want to balance it out. We need to do a helicopter. Okay. Somebody needs balancing to... out. Shouldn't you be balancing out by using a car or something? Yeah, we need a land vehicle. We've had. <laughs> Air, sea. Why? Why would it bounce land. out? Going just instead, one plane, a boat, and a helicopter. That would make because it helicopters are fun. Again. Helicopters are fun, and I and I kid you not, I have a friend who I grew up with. Sorry, who when they that, were no. when they were a small child, they did not want to be a helicopter driver. They wanted to be a helicopter. So I like helicopters. They have a special place in my heart. Wouldn't it be a pilot? Yeah, it would be a pilot, but my, no, my a helicopter brain... driver. A heli- <laughs> helicopter driver. <laughs> right. So mine's on a boat. Right. I yep. just, I thought that straight away. I was like, I've got the boat. I've got to, you know, that's how I link it to the other two. It's just on a boat. So I thought about like what what shows are done on boats. What events are done on boats? And then I thought, and then I thought. Well, of course, they do theatre on boats. Like, two years ago, I got offered a job to be, like, a techie on a boat. So, yeah, they do theatre on boats. I mean, it's a good job I didn't take that job now, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, um, Sean's so, coming to the Theatre Pitch podcast from the middle of the Atlantic. Well, I wouldn't be because <laughs> it'd be exactly where I am. <laughs> so... Um, it's on a boat, and I thought, okay, so cruise ships, they have theatres in them. You know, they have big theatres in them. What else did they do on cruise ships? So I thought, like, oh, they've, they've had, like, a cruise ship, like, weekend or week dedicated to certain events. So I don't know if you know, like, the Impractical Jokers. They had their own cruise, well, their own cruise event where it was, like, the Impractical Joker cruise ship. And it was that. Chris Jericho done a whole wrestling week on a cruise ship where it was like wrestling rings, wrestling events, wrestling conferences. And it was on a cruise ship. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. It's a, it's a site specific. No, it's, it's, a, it's like an immersive promenade theatre event over a week. And you basically... Book your ticket, you get a room, and you're there, right? And it's based around some of the films that are in this thing. So, the films that I'm definitely going to be using... Okay, we're going to be getting Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is my main one. It's basically going to be a Ghostbusters horror fit, you know, sort of like all spooky-themed cruise. And you you turn up as a Ghostbuster... I'm so surprised they've never busted a ghost ship. Yep. Oh, have you seen that film? Have you seen that film? Go? Is it Ghost Ship? Yeah. Have you seen that film? It's all right, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's a good start. It's got a good start. Yeah. I feel like everyone the, who's seen that film's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then the rest of the film happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you turn up, and the whole idea is that you're you're a ghostbuster, and you're going to bust some ghosts. But there's also some other other films that link in. So we're going to have, obviously, we're going to have, like, our Baywatch event because, you know, we're at sea and one of the films is Baywatch. Obviously, we're going to have some Baywatch themes. Um, you have and seen the Baywatch another... uh, film, Sean. I like it. I like it. It starts off I was off about to say, don't it it shit, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's all right. It's good. <laughs> so we've got, so the films are also got, that we've got, there's a film here called The Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. They've also there's two Ghostbusters on here, um, and then what else we got? Uh, Evolution. That you ever you remember that film? That's a solid film. So Good it's basically time. that. 
you're, the event is you're going round and he's like, and it's basically you're searching for like monsters and ghosts and it's all crazy. And like, he's got the cast and the crew, they're all in on it. And the main thing is that you have to, you know, the the Nelson estimator is the MacGuffin. To, uh, you have to use the equation to work out where the next event is or where the next ghost is. So it's a sort of like you go around the boat exploring, looking for these like monsters and ghosts and like and like key events. It's like um, you know, in Punch Drunk. Yep, yeah, I'm bringing them back. Um, they have their big show, but then they also have little pocket events. Where it's like, if you just happen to be next to this character at this time, then they go yeah. there and they take you there. And like, it's it's like so rare that, and but there's loads of them. It's basically that, but loads over this ship. So you don't always have to be doing it. You can just be doing the normal cruise ship events. But there's also all these extra stuff that's going on, that's going on throughout like the whole week. And they're all based on like, these films but you could also like you could also branch out and have like a um what is it 18 to 30s like holiday and you could have them all based on like road trip old school euro trip i'm just saying there's 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 other there's other things you could do with these films i'm not going to describe what would happen on that cruise but we can probably all guess what stays on this <laughs> What happens on that cruise ship stays on that cruise ship. Is, so is this where you bring in the uh, the implication? <laughs> um, so- I really, any, yeah, yeah, Joe. Nice, nice reference. Yeah, so that's my that's my um, that's my idea, right? <laughs> because none of the, because these things do not link. Okay. <laughs> I was about to ask, how does how does the Nelson Allen estimator? I told you, I told you, the MacGuffin is a maths equation, and you have to use the maths equation to work out where the monsters are. You know how, like in all of these films, there's some weird science that that like yeah. says, oh, oh, and they're there on the computer, and they're like, oh, worked it out. If we use this thing, if we use this particle, this Parzak. Well, they're going to be there, and if we triangulate it, the signal leads there. That's the maths equation that sort of goes da 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 there. So, so if you're somebody who works in life insurance, it's just going to be really weird. I was going to say, is there any way we can refer to this instead as the mathematic formula for working out how likely a monster attack is and call it the Nelson alien estimator? Yeah, I mean, cheers. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing it. That's my MacGuffin. So I've got a MacGuffin <laughs> as my maths thing. I've got my boat as my location. And I've got my some films as my plot. Hmm. I'm um, I do have one question, Sean. Happened. I'm surprised it's only one. Yeah, but it is a big one. <laughs> okay. How are you going to fit Hotel for Dogs on this cruise? That is a whole cruise of its own. Okay. okay. That is. Whole... Oh, I want to hear the pitch for Hotel dogs. for Dogs cruise now. Okay, right. Hotel for Dogs. Have you ever been to like a cat cafe? Yeah. Yes. It's that, but it's a cruise ship. Poor so it's just it's just a cruise, but there's dogs. And cats. Oh. Oh, well, that's going to get interesting. Um. And you use the maths equation to work out where your favourite cat is. <laughs> Surely you can... It, I like it. Why would you not just remember it by, hey, that's where my favourite cat used to be? Because that wouldn't link to my third Wikipedia article. Okay. <laughs> Joe, I... My process was... Um, I need to take these articles down to their basic bitch forms, okay? And it was, that's a maths equation, that's a boat, and that's some films. And then I was like, okay, if we just bring them together, what can I do? Bitch, linking back to Hotel for Dogs, female dogs. There we go, there we go. There you also, go. Also, I just found, I found another film. There was another film called No Strings Attached, so that film could be linked to my uh, 18 to 30 cruise ship version as well. 
I thought you were going to be saying that was linked to the puppet show that's going to be happening on deck every 3.30 on a Wednesday. There you go. Well, that could be... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which cruise is that ship that's going on. I don't know. I've never actually been on a cruise. I assume it's like being at the seaside, but you're on a ship. So there's just a Punch and Judy show. Um... Did you never see that um, they done that? You, you know when it was like airports. You ever seen an airports program? But they done like a an easy jet cruise version of that. Program. I will answer both no and no. Weird, weird <laughs> cruise ships are weird. I I've just I've never fully got the appeal to be honest. I've taken. I don't a, get it either. I, I, I've taken the ferry over to Dublin. Is that the same thing? No, that's a ferry. No. Okay. So whilst Joe's considering all of his his boat choices in the past, um, oh no, you got no questions for my amazing show, Gemma. No, I really like it, Um... and I genuinely think Hotel for Dogs (laughs) needs. I think Hotel for but Dogs needs you to strap GoPros to all the dogs. It's cruise for dogs and cats. I I was mostly thinking, you know, it'd be really fun that hiring out that ship that like there's still the ship, the ferry that like travels from England to America. That's like it takes a month to get there and it costs like two thousand dollars or something. I think it is or something to travel. It would be that's great to book out that for a month long murder mystery. Oh my goodness! Ooh, it would get so intense. Oh my goodness! It would be intensely well, what boring. What if you work it out? What if you work it out in like the second day? What if you're like the modern day Sherlock Holmes? What do you do but for you the rest play, of the cruise? You just play checkers for the rest of the time. Then um, you're just being like, yeah. Could you just could you just not tell anyone else? We'll give you like uh, I don't know an extra cocktail. Yeah, extra just the cocktail. one. Just, Just the, the one. one. An extra cocktail and 33% off shrimp. <laughs> but only that one time. <laughs> yeah, one time reusable. We're going to give living. you one coupon. One <laughs> coupon. Final offer. Well, I don't like shrimp, so I don't think I'd take it. <laughs> I don't know. It's also rege- redeemable on chips. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. Which yeah. brings what? us back no, to potatoes. No, we're not talking about potatoes. <laughs> you got me. No, Gemma, what is your idea? I want to know what everybody who's listening, what is your favourite baked potato filling? Yeah. Well, well she yeah. didn't ask us, so let's move on because they can't answer. Gem, your no, pitch. Gem, you need to move on. Right. Because okay. me and Joe know what yours is and it's disgusting. So you need to move on. <laughs> we've already been through this and no the audience don't need no. to know this please just pitch some theater already okay um <laughs> before we uh, assume you have no pitch and just smush our two ideas no no i do i do have a pitch i do have a pitch it's just not fun i i decided to stay in character for this one so i had irving kane pond popeye village and braille and I was trying to do exactly what you guys did, which was pull it down to its essences to try and smush them together. Um, because I didn't just kind of want to go, oh, yeah, it's just a, a blind Irving Cane Pond set in Popeye's Village because that was way too easy. I really so, thought you were about to say your pitch was what if Popeye did a backflip and it made him blind? <laughs> I, I'm I'm still worried how Braille comes into that show. <laughs> I have to say, Bra- Braille Braille was the hard one. Bra- Bra- Braille. Was Popeye really touched hard something one. else that made him go blind. Oh god. <laughs> uh, so Braille was really difficult. And instead of just kind of trying to smush it in there, I it actually turned out to be quite a key point to what I wanted to go for. So, Irving Kane Pond for really for accessibility in the social system and in social politics right he tried to facilitate access socially and socially socio-politically popeye tended to fight for a little bit for justice but then braille is also braille's all about accessibility and i this whole week i've still been reeling from 
the 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 revelation that considering braille so cl closely gave me which is how much more we can be doing to make things accessible so i wanted to pitch a show it's set in popeye's village right which was built as a film uh set and it, it's not very accessible for anybody who needs physical access whatsoever. And so I wanted to pitch a show that happens at Popeye's Village. And it is Popeye, who kind of embodies a lot of what Irving Kane did. When I was looking at Irving Kane Pond again, I was like, you know what, this could be Popeye. Because if anybody's going to do a backflip when they're in their 70s, it is Popeye. Uh, so it's a, it's, it's a theatre show that happens as part of the Popeye Village um, uh, programme. But then I was thinking, okay, how can, instead of just telling a story of Evan Kane Pond, how do we make this into something interesting theatre? So then I thought of um, Augusto Boel's theatre. It's a community theatre and the name of it's just gone straight out of my head because it's weird. But essentially it's... How Augusto Boal um, did theatre was the audience are very, very active in the progression of the story. So Augusto Boal took social issues like the right to vote or female politics or whatever, took that, created a concept for a show, put it on stage and the audience were briefed beforehand where they could say stop and the actors stopped and the uh, audience, it's pretty based in improv, but the audience could contribute uh, and say this character should do this now and, and things like that. So the, the audience act as a director, all as a sort of trigger to consider and really, really think about this social issue that is being presented within the show. And I thought, that's what the Braille article did for us. So I want to use that style of theatre, which I'll, I'll, I'll remember a little bit later. We'll put it in the description at the very least. Um, but it's essentially... Jem, can I just stop you? Yeah? It was bugging me what it was called, so I googled it. It's the theatre of the oppressed. That's the one! Thank you! It was bugging me. Yeah, it's, it, 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 yeah it was really bugging me. Um, so theatre of the oppressed... Taking Irving Kane Pond's mission in life, as well as his shared characteristics with Popeye, and Popeye takes the audience through the village, and through telling this, telling a story, and the story can kind of be anything, um, but I want Popeye to essentially lead this game that you get with the theatre of oppressed, to consider the accessibility of Popeye's village and hopefully get people to consider the accessibility, uh, not just for physical accessibility, but also for um, people with sight difficulties, people with hearing difficulties, all of these different things, and also neurodiversity, but consider that accessibility, which is exactly what we got from the Braille thing. Also, I would like there to be a guide dog that has a GoPro strapped to it. You well, know what? I really know that people who are going to like theme parks love to see challenging theatre that makes them think about social issues. That's what they're at. This theme is parks why for. Popeye is presenting it because Popeye always showed fun stuff, and from what I remember of Popeye, it was slightly kind of like be a good person charged. Yeah, but Joe. You've been at a theme park where you queue up for the first ride and you're like, okay, 30-minute queue, and you're like, okay, I've done it. You're, you're talking to the people you're with. And you get to the second ride and it's a 40-minute queue. And you're sort of like, oh, that last ride was good. And you're sort of like, yep, yep. Oh, the drive here was, yeah, cool, cool. How are you? Yeah, you're having a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That third, that third queue, you've ran out of stuff to talk about. You, you know what? If someone says to me, like, I'm in the queue and then there's some, like, radical left theatre that wants to wants to be put on yeah okay yeah okay that's what that's what these theme parks are missing theatre in the queues 
Gems onto something. What? Just if you see someone who's looking really bored in the queue, Popeye goes over and says to them, Do you not think this place needs more ramps? Exactly. <laughs> and then something about spinach. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the person behind the queue shouts stop and then gets involved. It's a, you know what? It's a really I'm surprised you like I'm surprised it's a it's a type of theater that has got like you written all over it. It's political. It's like really left and it's like improv. It's it's like it's shouting for you. It is. Yeah, but also you've got to bear in mind I um never look up things and refuse to engage with any ideas I haven't discovered for myself. Well, well there you well, go. <laughs> we've we've let you discover it. Who knows? Maybe I'll look it up if it comes up as an online Wikipedia. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> I blame you. Welcome. Oh, so are there I'm any, not scared are there of Wikipedia. I'll say it. Um, okay. Um, questions, questions, questions. Um, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It was... It was... You found the link between um, Pond and Braille. I think that you, I think the, the link you found there is solid. So when you said that at the start, I was like, how is she going to get Popeye into this? Um, and I think you've done a good job there getting Popeye in. And it may, Do you know what? And it makes a lot of sense because I remember going there and, like, you go there and you have to go, like, straight down anyway into, like, into, like the valley... It's it a gem you spot on. It's not a very accessible place. Mm. Not even not yeah. even for like disabled people to get there. Even like it takes forever. It's in the middle of nowhere. And and yeah. the whole time you go in there, you're thinking like, oh, I wish I was at a hotel playing Sega Rally. Yeah, and to and to make it more accessible, we we're streaming the whole thing from the collar of a from guide the dog. dog. From the dog. So, so I made it work it this from... time. Is it is it me or does it feel like even worse because he's a guide dog? I feel like it's even worse because he's trying to do his job, and now Gemma's like, "There you go." <laughs> Anyone who needs a guide dog won't be able to enjoy the stream. Yeah, he's got a harness already, so. <laughs> so from nine pitches or nine articles, we had three pitches. Which is now about to become one smush. So, oh, oh, are we right. actually doing this? Are we? Are you? Are you serious? I'm seriously saying do... this. Does anyone have an idea how we can combine a piece of black box theater about a person attempting to build a rocket to spread their mother's ashes in space? Yes, I can do um, it. I can do a, it. A series how? of... You've only had 30 uh, seconds to do it, Gemma. <laughs> I can do it. And I can also, do it. you and didn't even let me finish. The... We've got then a boat filled with a multitude of different ideas for um, kind of adventures on a boat, essentially. Cinematic <laughs> adventures on a boat. And we've got Popeye telling you about why theatre should be more accessible. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. So, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Jim, we're not going to stop you. We're not like, it's... oh, my idea. <laughs> no, no, wait. It's... We have our smushes first. No, it's so simple. It's so simple. Sean's <laughs> concept... <laughs> Joe, are you stupid? It's it's all there. Oh, it's obviously there. <laughs> I don't know. Why I we don't know how you Sean. guys aren't seeing this. I genuinely don't know how you're not seeing this. It, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kick me and yourselves. So Sean's concept are is a cinematic events happening in a theatrical way on a boat. Popeye was also Popeye Village was built because of a film. It was built because of the Robin Williams film. So you've got your link there. So that purely that is the cine is is the, the 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 my show just gets put on the boat because it is the theatrical version of the Popeye film, 
right? And it's all about the accessibility of the boat. Then, Joe, I'm pretty sure there is a film somewhere that's got somewhat of a um, link to Rocket Moon throwing your ashes on. If not, we can just make the claim of um, Hunter S. Thompson left in his will to, jo to Johnny Depp that Johnny Depp had to get Hunter S. Thompson's ashes into space. So there's your link there because, you know, film actors and Hunter S. Thompson. Um, I really don't like so the idea of my link to this being connecting in Johnny Depp. Come on. I don't even no, know but Johnny Hunter S. Thompson. So fear and la fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Uh, how, how how about this? Interstellar on a boat. Yeah. So essentially, it's the easiest squish because it's just saying Joe and my shows are happening as part of Sean's show. Doesn't that always happen on the smush? <laughs> I. I feel like it does. We, I feel like basically next season we have to put um, like a kibosh from here on out on essentially squashes where we're like, what if all our things happened in the same place? <laughs> what if they were all just like happening and you could go but to one or another and you could just enjoy all of them? What if everyone could be happy? Like I think we, we need just to put have to a stop. Just stop that. I think it's been my fault because even though I've been trying to think small. My think small has been right. It's a week long event, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Sean's because I've stuff been doing is very that, like festival like. Yeah, I'm just thinking big. I want <laughs> so I like <laughs> Gemma. Well done, well done. Um, I think it should be more than that. I think, okay, so it starts off. It's Gemma's show. Everyone going on the cruise. Have to have to arrive to the cruise ship via Popeye's village. So as they're queuing up to get onto the okay. cruise ship, for no reason whatsoever, Popeye is giving them this this speech, and and it's it's a warm up. It's a, they're doing they're doing community theatre improv to get ready for mm. the theatre event that they're going to live for the next week. What? Why so do I get... feel like this is the equivalent of? When you're playing a video game and you know how to play it already, but you can't skip the tutorial. Yeah, Gems, <laughs> Gems is the tutorial. Okay, so you get on there and you, you're doing your thing. You're using your maths equation to find all the events, right? And then at the end, the person who has done the best at maths has found out all the clues, found all the monsters and ghosts. They... they by doing it all, they work out that there's an extra bit. And the extra bit is that they find <laughs> a secret rocket on the end of the cruise ship. <laughs> and it's not a real rocket. We're just pretending it's a rocket. It's actually a helicopter because Gemma likes helicopters. And it's basically <laughs> my boat was originally a helicarrier. And then they go off in, in the helicopter and live out. Your show, Joe, in in the air. I really hope they I'm don't so live out the bit you... where their mother dies. I'm so it's, glad it's... That, that that you went for oh, let's go for a helicopter rather than for the person who wins and completes all of these go things that they 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 get shot into space. Yeah, yeah. The person who it wins out... all these things loses a parent. <laughs> yeah, or or they get cremated and wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you there you go. On I, that wonderful note. Hey, um, Sean, can I can I pitch another suggestion to you about this though? Go no. for it. I don't, you don't have to ask me for permission. You can just do it, man. This is your podcast as much as it's my podcast. You can say things. Yeah. I I don't know if you know this. Um, the nineteen eighties Popeye film was a musical. Um, didn't, didn't so, um, what I'm thinking is, we take the essential elements of it of a ship. We've got kind of a musical, and we've got 
intergalactic Stardust the Musical. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and that is my pitch. I thank you. Okay, I like it. Full circle. We will get Ooh, Stardust the Musical. That's how you nail a season it. finale. Callbacks. Give me my give me my fucking UK podcast award right now. You win. You win, Joe. You win you you win this season of Theatre Pitch Podcast. No he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gems declared me the winner. I didn't realise it was a competition until I found out I'd won. Apparently next time I have to keep track of whether I'm winning. You've ruined everything now because we could have ended it on a nice, a nice bit of like (laughs) Stardust should be a musical. But Gemma, um, how does Joe win? Because he's just calling back from my original idea that I've been pushing. Right? How does he win? Okay, all all I'm seeing from this is that I am the loser. Stop making this about you, Gemma. Yeah, Jem, don't keep making salient points that we both agree with to try and distract us. <laughs> right, can we, let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's hey, do uh, the ending. Hey, thank Jem. you everybody for listening. Yeah. While, I, no. while I go onto the random online encyclopedia to not look at anything, uh, oh, why don't you tell people where we can find this podcast? You know what you should do? For for the next for like the next seat oh no actually oh it doesn't matter Gemma why don't you tell everyone about the um the special season that we've got like lined up for like the bit in between this season yes so usually we take a big long break and and leave you to wonder what we may be pitching next uh but this August usually the Edinburgh Fringe Festival would be happening uh it may or may not happen still but it's definitely happening as a virtual fringe and we are taking part in the PBH free fringe uh with a handful if not more special episodes of the Theatre Pitch podcast so keep your eyes peeled and your ears open for that it'll be special and also go follow the free fringe and stuff because they've got some really really interesting stuff coming out and that they're announcing soon that i know about because insider trading <laughs> I so can i just can i just gem was about to say we've got some exciting things coming up and also go fuck yourselves <laughs> no. oh jokes um can i just go like the the special thing about these episodes they're going to be we're going to be joined by a fourth person hopefully and it's going to be yes. someone that we know of that's been involved with uh the you know the edinburgh fringe who's done shows there before yeah. because we're going to put any an, another limitation on us for yes. this for like the next for the, the special episodes the rule is going to be, it's a Wikipedia article, but it has to be an Edinburgh Fringe performance. So it has to be set in Edinburgh and in one of the, you know, one of the venues that is usually at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. And that's and that's that's what makes it special. And then yeah. after that, we'll be back to the normal, classic, brilliant, theatrical ideas that we normally come up with, like like strapping a GoPro Starlight, to a dog, strapping a go- I, I was about to say, look forward to. to uh, I've already got. Um, we've actually got the um, list of guests for next season. It's um, it's uh, GoPro Dog is on the first episode of our Ofit D uh, Fringe Run. Um, yes. Then um, yeah, uh, Irving Kane Pond. He's turning up. Um, uh, and then it's the guy yeah. that we were going to dress up for to be bravest in our boat, Starlight Express. Yeah. Yes. We've and, cast him. And um, it, he he listened to our episode about him from the first series, and he loved it. Edward Cullen is going to be on episode four. It's going to be touching go for that one. If but... you, if you don't uh, if you don't get that reference, have you have you have you watched uh, season one? You go and watch oh, it right Joe. <laughs> I've got, I've got some other got some other breaking news for you. We also oh. have the runner up from season three of Canadia's Next Top Model. Canadia's, yeah, <laughs> Canadia's. Wow, <laughs> and we have every person who's been on the TV show Catfish. 
I was about to say, or are we just catfishing? Or have we? Or have we? But, uh, Sean, if they want to find out some, like, uh, updates about Mm -hmm. these things or stuff going on with OFD in general, where could they do so? Joe, I'm so glad you're here because you just pull us up in, like, a professional sense. It's the segues. It's the segues. If you want to follow OFITD, you can do that on Instagram. On Twitter, on Facebook, we also have a YouTube channel, which you're probably watching this on now. Um, the easiest way to do that is go to the description of whatever you're listening to or watching this on, and there's a link tree, and that's going to take you to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you could just Google OFITD Arts, and that's usually where you find us. If you want to follow me, it is still Shawnee B on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow Gemma, it is OFITD underscore Gem with a J. And you're not going to plug your Happiness Anonymous show? My Happiness Anonymous show is getting really real at the moment and, like, really, really vulnerable and stuff. So, like, I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy to do it. But, like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not too fussed if, like, not the whole world listens to it. So, <laughs> but if you do want to, it is at, at Happiness Anonymous show. Please be kind. It's good. Gemma, it's good. I listened to the latest episode today and I it's, it's, um, it's... Yeah, it's really good. It's 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 unique to you, and I, it's it's very good. Okay, I know I keep saying Thank very you. good. Like I need to be. I, I don't I don't I don't know how I don't know how to. It's very good. It. It's very good. To, it's very good. Yeah, it's real. That's what <laughs> I know, think. It's real. It's really. Emotional. I think what Sean's saying Thank is, you know you. what? Actually, it it's surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the feedback Especially I've been getting. Especially for Gem. Yeah, I've I've been, I've genuinely been getting people going. You know what? Your podcast is actually quite good, and I'm like, double edged sword. That, but I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Have you not listened <laughs> to the episode before? <laughs> I can't take compliments. <laughs> right, yep. Joe. Do you want people to follow you on Instagram? Uh, no. Don't want people to follow okay. me on Instagram. But on Twitter, you can follow me at not Joe Ranchka. That's N O T J O E R A C Z K A. And if you go on there, uh, by the time this podcast is live, you'll see on my top pin tweet, i got a little link tree going with all those other podcast places, place to find my reviews, all that kind of good stuff. Maybe even my SoundCloud, if you're lucky. I'm going to miss doing my little dance to Joe's t- uh, Twitter handle now that we're coming to the end of the season. Gonna miss it. I'm just gonna. Have, I'm just gonna call you every now and then, Joe, just to ask you to to, to tell me your Twitter handle. So, yeah, and in, I'll in... say the same thing I say every time. Gem, it's three in the morning. Go to bed. But I want to dance. Yeah, this is actually. <laughs> the, people think we're joking. This is actually our friendship. Yeah, boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I actually done that to Gem the other day. She sent me a message, <laughs> and I just sent her a, like the you know the emoji of the guy sleeping, <laughs> and then just left it. <laughs> oh, this is real, and you know what? It's good as well. Okay, <laughs> who ends All the right. podcast? <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening. See you in the next season, and see you before then at the Edinburgh Fringe, or at least virtually. Bye. Hey. Peace out, bitches.